No. We're live. Y'all are on. And this is Bows, baby. It's Bows, baby. Ooh, baby. Ooh, daddy. It's Bows, daddy. <laughs> The whole, the whole lot of balls, Daddy. That's what's my chat. Yes, Daddy. Welcome to Balls Sports Podcast. It's the podcast with balls about balls, Daddy. And we are your host. I am Buddha. And it is I, Nels, aka Big Facts. It's full of facts. Yay! Oh shit! You changed it up. Whoa! You changed it up completely on me. Yeah, I'm out here on the board, man. You know what I'm saying? Sheesh. Sheesh. All right. Well, ep- episode two nineteen, bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, you you doing good, my boy? Yeah, man. I'm out here cooling it. You know what I'm saying? This is one of the more exciting weeks of my life. I feel that. Of my life. I definitely feel that. You know, and somebody I know is getting murdered. Ha ah, ha! Shit, who that? Ah, shit, daddy. <laughs> oh, ah, daddy. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit, daddy. Who, 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 who getting married, daddy? <laughs> Some guy named Buddha. Yeah, yeah. Your boy's getting married this weekend. Uh, yeah. Looking forward, looking forward to that. So already letting the people know off rip. I will not be on the episode next week as I will be on my honeymoon. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, getting married this weekend. You know, obviously you're the best man, so you're gonna be in attendance. Actually, gang, gang. the entire podcast is gonna be in attendance. Willie gonna be in town. Dylan gonna be up there as a groomsman. We litty. We litty titty. Yeah, so we dumb we dumb lit litty titty titty committee. Yeah. But uh yeah. hey man, enough about us. We got some sports to talk about. We do have some motherfucking sports to talk about, man. What the hell? Well, we're just over 200 days till the next football season starts. Uh, <laughs> but before we get into the Super Bowl that, that just happened, I think we should talk about the halftime first, if you want. Yes, let's do that. Let's talk about the halftime show. First off, fucking lit. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. Uh, Mary J. Blige, Eminem, and Kendrick Lamar, uh, with uh, guests 50 Cent and uh, Anderson Pac. Mm-hmm. Um, it was dope, man. Honestly, like it was the energy, the crowd, the crowd was going ape shit the entire performance, which I think really helped. I mean, um, it was cool, you know, after the fact, seeing that Snoop Dogg was smoking uh, before the performance started. So the man was in the middle of SoFi Stadium getting high as hell before he uh, before he took the stage, before he blazed the stage, if you will. Um, Literally, he blazed before he yeah. blazed. Um, honestly, like, I, there's really not much I can knock about the performance outside of maybe... I, I personally, I could have done without Mary J. I think... She, I guess it was cool that they had her, 
I didn't understand the purpose because I think everybody there was affiliated or, you know, signed to Dre, um, you know, or from LA. So I don't know. So it kind of, Mary didn't make much sense. I felt like, you know, if you want to keep it LA centric, you could have put someone like Doja Cat out there who's like huge nice. right now. Um, but it's cool. You know, she got a couple songs. Off. She also got two songs off, which like other people didn't, which I was kind of like, uh, okay. Um, but you know, is what it is. That's nitpicking at this point. I also wish the performance was longer, but I get it. Time constraints. It's only a half time. Um, you know, but yeah, so, you know, everybody got their shit in though. Um, you know, it started off with next episode, which is a great song to talk about, uh, to start with fucking breaking all the rules. Uh, apparently they told Snoop Dogg not to wear any bandanas. So he wore an entire bandana jumpsuit, um, Mm -hmm. that was blue with the, the splash of yellow for the Rams colors. So he, you know, like, oh no, it's just, you know, Rams gear. Uh, (laughs) Um, and then, you know, one of the first things he does is yell crip really loud into the microphone. Um, yes, and then he also threw up the biggest C of all time. Uh, ever. <laughs> that shit was... Like, ever. That was, it was huge. It was, I mean, it was the like, giantest huge. C I've ever seen in my I life. Like, I was like, oh my God. Holy like, shit. He, he really cripping out here. Bro. bro, if he had spent more time, like, dedicated to sports, he could have been a great quarterback. The size of his hands, like... Yeah, bro. Holy shit. Have you ever seen him spin it? Nah. Yeah, he's pretty solid. Oh, shit. Um, pretty solid. Yeah, man. So, like, they, they started on that note, which, like, got the crowd into it immediately. Went into California love. Um, you know, there was speculation that maybe we'd get a Tupac hologram, which we didn't. But it was still cool because, um, you know, that song is just fucking huge. Uh, from there, they went into <laughs> 50 Cent becoming a meme uh, <laughs> like he do uh hanging upside down to recreate the uh in the club music video uh luckily it was just for the the start of that performance and yeah because it was it was because it was shaky while he was upside down but once he got right side up he was it was good um but he did a good job and then from him i think it went to mary yes yeah so it went to mary and she did a family affair which of course she did and then I was actually surprised she did, um, was it No More Drama? Yes. She did No More Drama after that, uh, which was cool. I thought she would have done a more upbeat, like, just fine, fine, fine. Uh, but, you know, cool. She gave us a little. I think I think uh, she kept it, like, you know, late 90s, early 2000s-ish. Gotcha. Just fine as, like, you know, late 2000s-ish. Also, also, I think that Dre might have produced No More Drama. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Dre, I think it was more of songs produced by Dre. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, so that would make sense then. Um, Dylan, what's a goodie, brother? Before we, before we talk oh, yeah. about the, the Super Bowl, we're just discussing the halftime show at the moment. Two all-time, uh, all-time shows I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah I'd say top two or three for sure. Songs produced um, by Dre, I ain't people until halfway through. I was like, oh wow, they're really doing. And Dre yeah. is in that bitch doing all the levels, mixing every. That boy, bro. He's on right. mixing, yeah. So, so after, after Mary got her shit off, you know, it went down to Kendrick. 
Yeah, the, oh yeah, Monet, my bad, my bad. <laughs> um, so it went to to Kendrick, you know, who we really haven't seen in in quite a while. So like the first time really seeing him out on a on a stage like that, and, you know, they started with that good Kid Mad City intro, which always gets everybody. Buddy, that, this song. that shit yeah. sounded yeah. 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 that little choreo that they were doing the do. that shit was hit. right um, but what, I thought what was dope about that's not even a lie um, what was dope about that too is like you see all those guys were like in the box and everything like that uh, wearing boxes and shit, and like he was the only one who wasn't standing in a box because you know right. you can't put you can't put Kendrick, Kendrick in a box. Boy, that boy is uh, so yeah, so so after they did that little uh, intro to Good Kid, Mad City, he went into All Right, um, which is you know a very appropriate song given the times, especially um, with what's been going on, you know, in the NFL and just in the in the world, really. Um, so it was it was cool to see that. Well, you know I hate that you know they censored the the you hate popos line though. No, oh, on no NFL yeah. But but that's all right because after that they he transitioned into you know he he he's helped the seamless transition into forgot about oh. Dre. Um, when they hit that chorus, I was like, oh shit, here we go because y'all know that's my shit. And then one of my homeboys predicted exactly what Eminem was going to have on. And he was correct to the. Like, oh yeah, you don't have either black or gray. That's that's, that's the starter pack, bro. That's the little starter back. pack, bro. Yep. 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 So, so of course, I mean, he did lose yourself, which is his biggest hit of all time, and it's I think it's like still one of the top ten biggest songs ever made. Period. Um, yes. So yes. so he did that. Which you know the crowd was totally into, right? Because that's you know one of the only songs that a lot of whites know. Um, so they was getting their shit off, and then he took a knee afterwards, which apparently he was explicitly told not to um, by Roger Goodell in the NFL, and he took a he took a long knee too. Because uh, <laughs> I, I, I saw I saw I saw the halftime show a few times over. I went back on YouTube and watched it a couple times. Um, that man, that man stayed down there for a minute. Um, so after he did that performance, which was cool, Anderson Pock was playing the drums during that. Uh, so it was dope to see that because he is an aftermath artist, which I still feel like a lot of people don't know. I know I did until you um, said. And then, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's what uh, B actually realized it, or when um, Silk Sonic's album came out because they had aftermath on the bottom of it. That's because he's Anderson Park is their artist. Um, but no, but it was cool, man. After that, uh, Dre got on the piano and did the um, what's the what's that song? The uh, it's a two part song. Yeah, which was dope. I thought it was because they were about to do a two part. Because I thought they were two part tribute. Right. Right. But then he went from. No, I knew the vibes. I knew the vibes as soon as he did it. I was like, "Oh, he slid." Yeah, and then he went from that mm-hmm. into uh, still. That was still Dre, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, went into still Dre. Um, did you see? Did you see the 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 importance of them showing Jay Z during that? No. Jay Z wrote still Dre. 
Oh, like okay. the whole the whole he wrote the whole thing. Okay, that makes a lot of sense then. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but it was cool, man. And then honestly, like seeing Dre and Snoop perform, bro. Like Snoop is such a fucking performer, dog. Like he looks like he's having a fucking blast up there. You can tell it's his passion. Yeah, man. He still sounds great. Like he looks great. Like uh, I, no complaints, bro. I wish it was a longer show. Like I wish they could have done like a half hour, forty five minute show, bro. I would have been all in for that. Um, but you know, I get the time constraints of the halftime. That might be the, that might be the precursor. That might be the precursor to the tour. You never know. Who I'm? De- I am so down for that tour. Dre is that he definitely needs to get back up on and getting back in shape because he was yes. tired after the first song. <laughs> <laughs> you saw that off the rip. Yeah, nah, but everybody, man, everybody did a good job though. Um, it looks like it was well received all across the board, except for you know the the super right uh, conservative whites. Uh, they didn't like it too much, obviously, but. They weren't. They weren't fucking with that book. Who gives a shit? Mad niggas was crib walking in the middle of it. Um, the NFL. They surely was too, bro. And then they had a so whole choreography of being on rip set. Yeah, as they should. You in you in Inglewood, bro. You not you not even in Cali, bro. Like you in Inglewood. Like <laughs> yeah, like you you got a crib walk. <laughs> like, what you talk about? <laughs> What are we doing, bro? Yeah, what are we really doing here? Um, but no, man, honestly, halftime show was dope. Um, so I guess we could get right into the game then. The Yeah, we can. The Rams are your Super Bowl champions. Uh, they beat the Bengals 23-20. I was so close in having my final score prediction of Bengals 27, Rams 23. Um, if it didn't come down to that last damn play. Um, but yeah, it, it was honestly, it was a fun game to watch. Uh Rams got out to an early lead. OBJ looked like he was on path to have a monster game uh, before he he tore his ACL, um, which is unfortunate. I I think it was the same knee too that he injured yeah. previously, which is really unfortunate because I think a lot of t- isn't isn't things supposed to be like harder to tear after it's torn the first time, like after they repair it? It, it, it all really depends. It all really depends. Well, I so some situations it is, other situations some people just tear that bit right back. But the recovery process is a little quicker though. Right, right. I fully blame that turf they're playing. I don't know why teams are playing on turf these days when there's so many ways that you can have a natural grass field in a dome. Fact. Like if the if the Cardinals can do it, the Raiders can do it on their stadium, like why are we playing on artificial turf turf when it just it takes people's knees from them. Like it's proven to do that over and over and over again. Um, yeah. So that's frustrating. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, once he went down with that injury, the momentum definitely shifted. Um, the Bengals started getting hot. Their kicker who is just, you know, shout out to Evan McPherson for an four. incredible rookie season. A lot of people didn't realize he was a rookie this year. Uh, out of straight out of Florida um you know he stayed on the bench during the halftime show to watch the halftime show but apparently from what I heard is that's something he's done ever since college like he does he just stays on the field during halftime he doesn't go into the locker room 
Yeah. I'm the kicker, bro. Right. I'm the kicker. Just let me know when what I'm allowed adjust, to go out and start adjust, practicing. What adjustments do you need me to do, bro? Facts. Fuck. Kick better? Okay. <laughs> all right, man. Like, hey. I'm kicking. I'm two for two so far. Keep kicking. Okay. Jit didn't miss a single field goal all postseason. Yeah, come on, man. He was, per- what, he what, was what, perfect. What, what you going to tell me? The fuck we, need, the fuck we need to talk about, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm out here on the bench, bro. Y'all boys worry about talking hey, to you, man. You, you set it up. I'm going to knock it down, Bill. You feel me? And it, the f- <laughs> Swaggy. <laughs> That's freaking greatness, dog. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was uh, after halftime, first time ever in Super Bowl history that a team scored on the first play from scrimmage right after halftime. That's kind of lit. I did not know that. Yeah. It was that long bomb to uh, T. Higgins, <clears throat> which, looking back, uh, should have been an offensive pass interference, but you know calls get missed all the time. And they're not gonna get that bit out. You know yeah, that. but it was pretty. It was a pretty egregious uh, face mask. So he ripped. He ripped Jalen's head all the way around on that play. Um, but hey, it, it didn't get caught. And later on in the game, there was calls that went against uh, the Bengals. That was bullshit. So like it, it was like okay, you guys are even now. Um, but, you know, the Bengals fought pretty much the whole way through. They they had a chance at it at the end. The Rams came back. Uh, Cooper Cup did what he needed to do. Uh, Stafford had some really nice no-look passes, uh, one that's kind of gone viral um, just because, God, it. I don't know how quarterbacks are able to do that, like completely – like he no sold it completely. He was looking way over in this direction and like made the DB bite hard uh, on the other receiver and was able to just catch Cooper Cup clean. Um, yeah, but honestly, as as well as Cooper Cup did, uh, I probably would have given MVP of the game to Aaron Donald, um, if only for that last drive. Uh, of the game, and I guess they do their voting for MVPs with before the two minute mark in the game. So whatever is done up to that point is who's going to win it. Um, but really, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's like a clip and some photographs going on that had Donald not sacked Joe Burrow, the Bengals oh, yeah. were very likely going to win the yeah. game because <clears throat> Chase Ramsey fell. Like, he was stumbling, he fell or whatever, but Chase was wide open, nobody in front of him. Like, it's a touchdown all day. That's wild. Had Donald not been in that position to make that that play. Um, but he did, you know, he did what he's supposed to do, being that guy. Um, made the play, and the Rams are, are your Super Bowl champions. Uh, I don't know what happens after this, guys. It's on both sides. I mean, the Rams could very well contend again, but you have a situation where, and we didn't even know this going into the weekend, Aaron Donald said, Hey, I might retire, you know, and, and why not? (laughs) The man, the man's 30 years old. And just to give you guys a little perspective, well, not necessarily you guys, because you guys are well-versed, but the listeners, um, Aaron Donald has been in the NFL for eight years. This is his resume. 2014 Rookie of the Year. He's a Super Bowl champion. 
an eight-time Pro Bowler, seven-time first-team All-Pro in eight years, seven-time first-team All-Pro, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, 2010's All-Decade Team, 90-plus PFF grade every year, and only two games missed in his entire career. Both were not injury-related. Goat shit, man. Jesus. First ballot if I've ever seen one. He's 30. That in his 20s. That's, those accomplishments are unreal. Bruh, facts. That's wild. He hit the ground running. And he led the league in sacks as a D tackle. Please don't let that go unmentioned. Please don't let that go unmentioned. You know how hard that is? Like, I could totally get that. Like, why wouldn't you? Why, like, I mean, the only thing he was missing was a ring. Yeah. I did everything I needed to I do. I'm 30 years old. I made a shit ton of money. I just want a ring. Like, I, I there's nothing else kids. I need. I got two I kids. Got two I got two kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm healthy enough that I don't got to worry about, like, my body yeah, breaking on, down. Baby. Come, on, baby. come on, baby. Come on, dog. Like, you already know. Like, he could, he, he could really, he could really clear it. He could yeah. really clear it. He and, could be a 35-year-old Hall of Famer. Yeah, and then you also got these rumors that Sean McVay might retire. You know, really? after after becoming the youngest coach, I mean, John Madden is no longer the youngest coach to win a Super Bowl. Uh, Sean right. McVay, 36 right, years Sean. old, Super Bowl champion. Um, but they're saying, they're saying, one, this might be because he's, he doesn't have a big contract right now. When he signed uh, to be the head coach with the Rams, it was kind of like, hey, we're giving you a shot. Like, they didn't pay him big bread. So they're saying this could be this could be posturing now for, hey, I'll go do commentary. These networks have already lined up and said, we'll give you, you, you tell us how many zeros you want us to put. Damn, you slid. Like, so that, that's what, that's what a lot of that speculation is going because he seems like a guy who just loves coaching too much. I don't see him just walking away like that. But hey, you you're gonna have to pay. You want my cert? You want my services? I'm only 36. I haven't even reached my mental prime. That's wild. That team is their prime. They just got to sign some contracts. They got some guys yeah. that they got to resign. But outside of that, they they straight. Yeah. But you know, um, you know the Bengals on the Bengals side, they played a great game. I want to shout out. I should have looked his name up. Number 55 on the Bengals was flying around that field the entire game. And I don't know if he necessarily showed up on the stat line crazy, but he facilitated a lot of plays for that defense. Yes, he did. He sure freaking did. Yeah. Yeah. That man was all over the place. He was in the backfield. He He was playing coverage. Yeah. I don't know who that is, but. He deserves a shout out because I guess he was the one takeaway. Like I was like, man, that man is here for it. The person who was not here for it though. His name is Logan Wilson. Logan freaking Wilson. Shout out to you, sir. And he's, he's young, bro. He's a two year player. He would have been my pick for MVP if the Bengals would have won. Um, but, uh, 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 what's buddy name? I just said, oh, who did not show up? Eli Apple. Oh, boy, Eli Apple. I am sorry that not only, not only did regular Twitter eat your ass up, but NFL 
celebrity Twitter ate y'all ass up. Um, you had wide receivers coming at you from every fucking team. All that shit talking you was doing. <laughs> Real talk. And they all came with receipts, and <laughs> shit was bad. He was down bad after that game. I mean, his own former teammates oh, were saying shit. Michael Simon said, Eli, go Eli. I was like, bro, I know exactly what he means, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Eli, go Eli, dog. That need to be on his shirt. Bro, they cooked his ass something decent. Like, I'm talking Miko Hardman, Tyreek Hill, Michael Thomas, uh, a lot of people, bro. Like, they was yeah, going yeah. off. Oh, that's just funny, dog. Um, and then shout out to other buddy who's going to get cut from the Bengals uh, who caused a penalty. Jit wasn't even playing in the game, ran off the bench into the end zone to celebrate oh, with the oh, buddy with buddy who made the pick. Hargraves. Yes, Hargraves. Yeah, you out of here, my guy. Like you find somebody. Somebody need that. Like, what you doing, bro? Somebody gonna find that he's, boy. He's, he's, he's nice with it. He's gonna be around. Yes, sir. Yeah, he's nice with it. So they're they gonna get any from Florida. Yes. Yeah. That's why he was on that goofy shit. And you know. For the Bengals, I don't, I, I don't know what happens from here. I mean, they're it's a the young same team next year. Well, in a sense, yes. So they're a, they're the same team, and uh, they have a ton of cap space, so they're probably going to get a lot of attention. I will say though, man, it's kind of been proven that really outside of the Patriots, it's hard to consistently get to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you look at someone like Aaron Rodgers, who's only been to one. You know, you look at someone uh, who else? There's a, there's a ton of other quarterbacks. Dan Marino. Yeah, bro. Like, it's hard to make. It's hard to get there multiple times, man. Like, no matter how good your team is, especially this AFC is becoming extremely competitive. You know, you got the Chiefs that are going to be there. You got the Bills that are going to be there. You got these budding teams like right. the Chargers, the Raiders, uh, the Patriots. The uh the yeah that's what I'm, well we're talking about the Bengals that's what I'm saying like they're gonna have to get th- and the Ravens were hurt the whole year so you got to add the Ravens to that the Colts the, the Titans are a tough out like you got a lot of teams to get there so like I think a lot of things and and I really don't want to take away from the Bengals and what they accomplished this year but a lot of things fell in place for them this year to go on they the did. run that they had I, I think I think even they know that. Yeah, so it it's not going to be a walk in the park by any means for them to get back to that position. They are going to have to scratch and claw. Uh, this, this isn't a gimme, you know. It's, yeah, so. So I, I'm going to say, this is what I'm going to say. Uh, the only thing that's scary about this is there is very, a dead, there is really a Dan Marino-esque lore to this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Because everybody's like, oh, Burrow will be back, Burrow will be back, Burrow will be back, Burrow will be back. And what I keep thinking is, damn, we said that same thing about Dan. Yeah, bro. He said that same thing about yeah. Dan, especially considering that he didn't do that bad. He didn't do that bad against um, Joe Montana. I mean, well, we gotta, As a matter of fact, it was a competitive. We got to say that though. It was a comp- say again. We can't not. We can't not assume that his as not yeah. going back. But that, it just. No, I mean, I feel that I'm not saying I'm not saying there's anything wrong with yeah, it. I'm just saying like it's eerily for, simple. for two years. That's all. Man, 
Burrow showing you like that. I mean, he definitely got a great tape. start to his career. He was definitely. A lot of these quarterbacks are showing you the NFL is in good shape. Yeah. It is. Shit's about to get wild. And, and we about to have a nuts QB carousel this offseason. So who knows how things are going to shake up next year? Like, we could see Aaron Rodgers in the AFC. You know, we could see Tom Brady back. Who knows? Like, shit could just be wild, bro. Deshaun Watson might actually be back playing football somewhere. That's going to make the game so much better. Dude, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Um, The NFL also is expanding their international games for next year. They're including uh, two games in Germany for the first time ever. Uh, The NFL will be played in Germany. Uh, that'll go along with the two games played in England and the one game played in Mexico. So they're back on the full international schedule next year. Oh my. Yeah. I would hate to be one of those teams that has to travel for the, uh, the international game. Facts. That's so much, bro. And There's like, a lot going on oh, there. and it's always one of those teams is always guaranteed to be the Jaguars. Why is that? Because the owner of the Jaguars owns the uh one of those um arenas that they go that they play in because he owns a premier league team oh shit i'm wondering if it's tottenham hotspur i, I think so i think so um yeah shad khan wow yeah so so yeah they're always yeah, guaranteed. They got no choice and it's always a jaguars home game wow yeah. That's wild as hell. Crazy that would make me so mad. I'd be like, bro, really, bro? Yep. But that's why they have a that's why they have a huge fan base over there. And that's why it's always speculated if they were to put a team, they would just full uh, they would just full on, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Crazy yeah, shit, man. Crazy. It is really crazy. It's crazy as fuck, actually. But uh, but yeah. Um, do you guys have any other takes from the uh, the Super Bowl that you wanted to talk about? Yep, the superstars won the game. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> superstars won you the game. You know what I mean? Like you saw the young boys doing what they had to do. They kept the game interesting, but at the end of the day, Odell started it. Cooper continued it. Aaron ended it. And like, I want to give I want to give uh, Stafford credit. You know what I mean? Because he definitely was doing his thing. You know what I mean? But, you know, it, it there's guys there's guys who, I guess, kind of put more into the effort. Mm-hmm. Did you see what um, Richard Sherman had to say about him? Yeah, I, I heard bits and pieces. Um, why Sherman be sounding like he be hating sometimes, though? Uh, it's his tone and it's the fact that we kind of do see him as a hater. Like, was he getting interviewed? And someone asked him that? Or did he just volunteer that opinion? I feel like he volunteered that opinion. I don't know what you guys are talking about. See, because that's that's weird shit to me. Because if if you just volunteer... Oh, um, Richard Sherman... I mean, basically he said Matthew Stafford's not a Hall of Famer. Like, it came out of nowhere. Like, Nels, you probably know more than I do about about what was said. It it, it did come out of nowhere, honestly. Um, Let's see. I'll pull it up. 
But um, yeah, essentially Richard Sherman just like went off on a tangent. Um, let's see. So apparently it was on Twitter. And that's essentially how, how it went there. And he essentially wrote, and I'm gonna I'm gonna actually see if I can pull this up on Twitter, Twitter, so I can follow the, the thread. Because it looks like he's responding to Michael Robinson. Who Michael Robinson? Okay, so what does the Super? So apparently, Good Morning Football said, "What does the Super Bowl win mean for Matthew Stafford?" And some guy named Maserati Rick said, "Let's get Flacco a gold jacket too while we're at it," because Mike Robinson said, "Yes, he's a gold jacket. Absolutely, the ultimate team goal to win a Lombardi. Matthew Stafford actually has, and he was a huge part of winning the Super Bowl." And then that's where Maserati Rick was like, let's get Flacco gold jacket too while we're at it. Michael Robinson said, why? His numbers don't back it up. Stafford's numbers back up his Hall of Fame argument. Then <clears throat> Richard Sherman said, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast, but the Hall of Fame bar is incredibly low now, like a participation trophy. No all-decade team, no all-pro, no MVP, one Pro Bowl, not even MVP of the Super Bowl. Never considered the best in any year he played. At least Matt Ryan has an MVP. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, okay. I do. Okay. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. I thought from what from the way I was hearing it on radio shows, they made it sound like he just volunteered that information out of nowhere. But from what you're saying, it seems like he was participating in a conversation that was being yeah, discussed. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay. Because it's one thing if like nothing, nobody's even saying anything about it. You just want to chime in and just say this. I just want to say this. When that sounds like hate to me. Um, but okay, you take a part in a the conversation, then I get I get it. And I'm not yeah. mad at his reasoning why. I go, a lot of you reading it again, he absolutely slaughtered Matt Stafford. Yeah. Like, he absolutely slaughtered that man. Like, yikes. And he's he's kind of right. And, I mean, he's put up – see, now the thing about it is is that it's not he's put up trash numbers, but he does play – he did play for Detroit. So what does that – what does that say? Does that matter? Mm. Does that matter? Like, he played – I mean, because we can go through his statistics. Oh, yeah, his, his stats are, are really good. His stats aren't bad, bro. His year-to-year numbers is pretty solid. Even this year, for example, like, you know, like some people were saying, oh, like this year for him was all right. And I was like, all right. I looked again and it's like, damn, 41 touchdowns, 17 picks. Yeah, he was in like top like a lot of the a lot of the metrics. All right. Now the prop the problem I will say is he does throw an awful lot of picks. But he throws an awful lot of touchdowns. His first year, he had 13 touchdowns, 20 interceptions. Second year, he got hurt, but he had six touchdowns and a pick. Then 41 touchdowns, 16 picks. 20 touchdowns, 17 picks. 29 touchdowns, 19 picks. 22 touchdowns, 12 picks. 32 touchdowns, 13 picks. 24 touchdowns, 10 picks. 29 touchdowns, 10 picks. 21 touchdowns, 11 picks. 19 touchdowns, 5 picks. 26 touchdowns, 10 picks. 41 touchdowns, 17 picks. So overall, it gives him a career total of 323 touchdowns and 161 interceptions. And he's got 49,995 yards. So he's going to be over 50 come next year. So, you know, I don't know, bro. I don't know. I mean, his numbers is great. And he does have a chip. Flacco's numbers definitely do not look like that. 
So it makes for, for a very interesting argument. Like, what is the what is the stipulation when it comes to, you know, awarding somebody, you know, Hall of Fame? Is numbers in a championship enough? Do we have to take in Pro Bowl? I mean, apparently he's the fastest player to reach the yardage that he has. You know what I mean? He is relatively young. We think of him as old, but he's not that old, bro. To be honest with you, he's he's low key. Thirty four. He's, he's low key. All right. Hey, he definitely got time old, to boost so like, to boost time. his rating. Just just to be able to get that that Hall of Fame bid for real. Um, just because we're talking about Hall of Fame, real quick, uh, a player who doesn't have a ring. Um but had a hundred yard game in a Super Bowl, and think nine thousand yard seasons. Frank Gore, yeah, is he a Hall of Famer? Sure. I would think so. I would think so. That's a great question. I would think he is, just because I mean he's got great numbers. Yeah, I was I was listening to people um, on the Rich Eisen show debate about it because uh, one guy was like hard hard down. No, he's not a Hall of Famer with those numbers. Um, really? Yeah, and I was I I don't know. Wow. In my opinion, 12, I'm like twelve consecutive years like of twelve hundred yards from scrimmage game. Like, what are you talking about? Twelve years, bro. I gave you a thousand plus yards. Yeah, but I guess, but then he, you know, he doesn't have like the All Pro accolades. He doesn't have the the Super Bowl. Five. He doesn't have the, like all these Pro Bowls and stuff. He's on the two. He's on the uh, All Decade oh. team, and he has five yeah, Pro Bowls. There's a lot of do. That's all Richard Sherman got too, outside of just the Super Bowl. He's a Pro Bowler. He's a all decade. You're on the all decades team. That Real makes, that gives you merit. Because if it wasn't for that, if, if Frank Gore can't be a pro, uh, a Hall of Famer, then Richard Sherman can't be a Hall of Famer. Richard Sherman, mm-hmm. damn sure. Can't I feel be like a Hall of Famer. What the fuck? Frank Gore belongs in the Hall of Fame I just as much as a, as a as a as a Fred Taylor can. belongs in the Hall of Fame. Like, there's. Facts, bro. I mean, this number, these numbers is kind of ridiculous, bro. After his rookie year, where he had 600 yards rushing, 1695, 1102, 1136, 1128 in 11 games, 1211, 1214, 1128, and 653 yards with the New York Jets. Yeah, that boy, that boy produces. 81 touchdowns. He's not first ballot. In one free, in one postseason. Unfortunately, I won't give you first ballot. You know, you don't got the, you don't necessarily have an all, too many all pros to give you like a super first ballot. You don't got a ring to give you. I feel like there's certain things that should qualify you for first ballot. So unfortunately, I think he doesn't get the first ballot. But I feel like, boy, that boy definitely deserves second, third ballot. Easily. Easily. Right. Sherman will be the type that Richard Sherman will be the type that a lot of people are gonna push for him to get first ballot. And I don't think he deserves first ballot. He's obviously he should definitely get first like like maybe a second ballot, but you know. I agree. I feel that Frank Gordon right. numbers sound like that. Mike Evans' numbers. It's just interesting. It's just interesting to see. It's just interesting to see how people's 
how people's uh you know stipulations behind Hall of Fame changes player to player. You know what I mean? Like some players will be like, hell no, I shouldn't be a Hall of Famer. But then you got somebody who's got a career that's comparable, and then it's like, hell yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just it's just very interesting. Right. It's very interesting. I think there's obviously some biases there. I think that when we talk about Matt Stafford, I definitely do think that he is a victim. He's absolutely a victim. Yeah. Of if Matt the Stafford was any on any other team, Detroit. he'd be probably a Period. first ballot Hall of Fame. He'd be go. He'd be goaded. He definitely would have seen more playoffs at the very at the very least. It is goaded, bro. Uh, all right. Well. I mean, that's about it, man. I mean, it ain't much else really for us to oh, talk about. I mean, the only other man, thing, man. sorry, we had picks. Oh, we did, the and then we we got to settle we got to settle those picks, don't we? End of the year picks. Um, well, first I'll go with our awards predictions. Um, I know we were kind of recapping them as they were happening in real time last week, but we didn't get all of them. Um, so the winner of the comeback player of the year was Joe Burrow. Uh, me, Nels, and Dylan, we got that right. Willie got that wrong. Who did Willie say again? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, head coach of the year was Mike Vrabel. Uh, I got that correct. Um, offensive rookie of the year was Jamar Chase. All of us got that correct. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Micah Parsons. All of us got that correct. Offensive Player of the Year, Cooper Cup. Me and Willie got that correct. Defensive Player of the Year, TJ Watt. All of us got that correct. And MVP, Aaron Rodgers, me, Nels, and Willie got that correct. Nice. I got them all, y'all boys. Um, and as far as our picks go, for the whole season, everything's been tallied up. In fourth place, with a record of 162 and 106, Willie. Wow. In third place, with a record of 167 and 101. Damn. Buddha. Wow. What the fuck? I thought she was going to be at least second place. Uh, in second place, with a record of 170 and 98. Dylon, 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 Dylon. Which means in first place with a record of 175 and 93. No. Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. Let's go. I think this is like my second year or third year in a row getting that bit, or at least three out of like four or some shit. I don't know. You beat you be Dylan by five, me I'm by eight. I'm tripping at the end of the year, bro. 
Yeah, you were up at the midway point by one. You sure were by by yeah. I was like he had it. The little cookie crumble. Oh man, that's. You know, we should, you know what we should start doing. Mm-hmm. If someone comes in last, like starting next year, we'll cut Willie some slack this year because it was his first year uh, doing it with us. But starting next year, if you come in last place in both college and NFL. You got to do some kind of punishment, some kind of, some kind of podcast punishment. <laughs> What's the name of that show? For shit like sure. That? No, uh, that that show about them boys that have like the I fantasy mean, draft. Jokers. <laughs> oh, the league. Oh, yeah, the yeah, league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No facts though. I think that really get last. This maybe we'll get last. He get last answer. He really did. Yeah, he got, yeah. got last in college too. Yeah, he got last in everything. Boy, that boy, <laughs> hey. this will be his uh, his freshman forgiveness. Real talk. I mean, well, for the record, let's be real though. He did make some awfully egregious picks that he I think did. now he's gonna stop. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, there are some where I was like, bro, I really don't think even you believe this. He legit went. He legit went for the Lions like thirteen weeks in a row. Bro, I felt like there were some games where he legit just went against us. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure. So now we gotta make an incentive. We gotta we gotta make you work for it. Right. Make a smart pick next year, bro. Ain't it? All right. Well that's it. Football. Man, we Gucci, bro. So we got we got underrated, underrated balls of fame. Underrated balls of fame. We got underrated balls of fame. Underrated balls of fame. Underrated balls of fame. Duh. Um, you know, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't think this is necessarily underrated bars of fame because it's not like anything intricate. But <clears throat> you know what? Actually, never mind. I have done this song. The only reason why I remember doing this song is because Dylan did the ad lib. So let's not do that. Um, because I was like. I feel like somebody did the ad libs to that song before. It's uh locked up by uh by uh Akon. Yeah, you did that before. It's all right. I already have a backup plan. But <clears throat> so the song is from 1982. Um, it's from a group called Daz Band, and it's a song called "Let It Whip." Okay. Now the reason why I'm using the song "Let It Whip." is because I feel like it's one of those songs along with September where God was in the studio and he was mixing the track. I think that song is perfection in every way and I will share the lyrics with you guys. Underrated Bars of Fame, Let It Whip by Dazban. Wanna see you with it, show could treat you right. Give me just a minute of your time tonight. We both are here to have good fun, so let it whip. We'll get to grooving, love your body language. Baby, let me know you've got me sort of anxious. We both are here to have good fun, so let it whip. So let it whip. Let's whip it, baby. Child, let's whip it right. Get a grip. Let's whip it, baby. Work it all night. Well, what's your trip? No, no, child. Come on, let it whip. That's the hook. I don't think I'm going to do that consistently, but just remember that part. I didn't know what song you were doing at first until you did the chorus. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Now that you can see how you groove with me, 
What else can I do to get closer to you? We both are here to have good fun, so let it whip. We have the natural feeling, obviously revealing. Let me be your paper man. I'd love to be your joker man. We both are here to have good fun, so let it whip. To the bridge, there is no time to lose. You're the one I choose. I only want to be with you. You're the one for me. Can't you see that I? I won't waste your time. I sense something divine in you. Yes, I do. <laughs> and then the hook comes on again. And then the bridge comes again. And then the hook comes again. And that's the song. Nice. Let it whip. It's a great song. I mean, when you read the lyrics, it's obvious, it's obvious what they're talking about, right? You know what they're letting whip, right? Mm-hmm. Or do I or do you know? Yeah. Does everybody everybody knows what they're talking about? Is it time to get off the air? Oh yeah. Well, we, we it will be after we you know tell everybody how they can get in contact with us. I mean, unless you just want to say "f it" and then we could just go to the ending. Buddha, where can they reach us on email? Sportspodcast at gmail dot com. Twitter. Balls underscore podcast. Instagram. I was balls, like, what did I just say? Balls underscore sports underscore podcast. <laughs> okay, no, you only get it one time. You might tell what I look like. I ain't a... <laughs> All right, bet that up. All right, for the 219th time, we're done. Appreciate y'all for listening to us. Y'all could have listened to any other sports podcast in the world, but you are listening to us. We appreciate that. Just keep giving us these clips and these listens, and we're going to keep giving you this content to ride to, about to potentially get hot to. Like Weezy, we out of here. Yeah, bye, host. Silly nigga. This is ridiculous. Adios. See you later. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.